Chapter Eight of the Canadians of Old by Philippe Aubert de Gaspé, translated by Sir Charles G. D. Roberts. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. The May Feast. Le premier jour de May, labouré, je m'en fous planté un May, labouré à la porte à mamie. Ancienne chanson it was scarcely five o'clock in the morning when jules who slept like a cat shouted to lochiel in the next room that it was high time they were up but as the latter would make no response jules took the surest way of arousing him by getting up himself arming himself with a towel dipped in cold water he entered his friend's bedroom and squeezed the icy fluid in his face in spite of his aquatic inclinations archie found this attention very little to his taste he snatched the towel rolled it into a ball and hurled it at jules head then he turned over and was preparing to go to sleep again when jules snatched off all the bedclothes it looked as if the fortress in this extremity had nothing to do but surrender at discretion but the garrison in the person of lochiel was more numerous than the besieging force in the person of jules and shaking the latter fiercely he asked if sleeping was forbidden at d'aberville manor he was even proceeding to hurl the besieger from the ramparts when jules struggling in his adversary's mighty arms begged him to listen a moment before inflicting such a disgrace upon a future soldier of france what have you to say for yourself you wretched boy exclaimed archie now thoroughly awake is it not enough for you that all day long you give me no peace but even in the night you must come and torment me i am grieved indeed said jules at having interrupted your slumbers but as our folk have to set up another maypole at the place of belanger of the cross a good mile and a half from here they intend to present my father with his at six o'clock and if you don't want to lose any of the ceremony it is time for you to dress i declare i thought everybody was like myself wrapped up in everything that can bring us more in touch with our habitants i do not know anything that moves me more than this sympathy between my father and his tenants between our family and these brave lads moreover as my adopted brother you will have your part to play in the approaching spectacle as soon as the young men had finished dressing they passed from their room to one which looked out on the yard where a lively scene met their view there were at least a hundred habitants scattered about in groups with their long guns their powder horns suspended from the neck their tomahawks stuck in the girdle their inseparable axes they looked less like peaceful tillers of the soil than a band of desperadoes ready for a foray lochiel was much amused by the spectacle and wished to go out and join the groups but jules vetoed his proposal saying that it would be contrary to etiquette he explained that the family were all supposed to be unaware of what was going on outside no matter how great the noise and excitement some were decorating the maypole others were digging the hole in which it was to be planted while yet others were sharpening long stakes to be used in bracing it firmly as for the maypole itself it was of the utmost simplicity it consisted of a tall fir tree 
with its branches cut off and peeled to within two or three feet of the top here a tuft of greenery about three feet long was permitted to remain and dignified with the title of the bouquet this bouquet was ornamental enough so long as it kept green but when withered by the heat of summer its appearance became anything but cheerful a rod six feet long painted red surmounted with a green weathercock and adorned with a large red ball was thrust between the branches of the bouquet and nailed to the tree which completed the decoration of the maypole it is necessary to add that strong wooden pegs driven into the trunk at regular intervals facilitated the climbing of the maypole and served also as points of support for the props by aid of which it was raised into position the firing of a gun before the main entrance announced that everything was ready immediately on this signal the seigneur and his family gathered in the drawing-room to receive the deputation which would follow immediately after the report the seigneur occupied a great armchair with lady d'aberville seated at his right and his son jules at his left uncle raoul erect and leaning upon his sword stood immediately behind this first group between blanche and madame de beaumont who were seated archie stood at blanche's left they were scarcely in position when two old men introduced by jose the major-domo approached seigneur d'aberville saluted him with that courteous air which was natural to the early canadians and begged his permission to plant a maypole before his threshold this permission granted the deputation withdrew and acquainted the crowd with their success everybody then knelt down and prayed for protection throughout the day in about fifteen minutes the maypole rose over the crowd with a slow majestic motion and its green top looked down upon all the buildings surrounding it a few minutes more and it was firmly planted a second gunshot announced a new deputation and the same two old men carrying their guns escorted in two of the leading habitants one of the habitants carried a little greenish goblet two inches high on a plate of faience while the other bore a bottle of brandy introduced by the indispensable jose they begged the seigneur to come and receive the maypole which he had so graciously consented to accept upon the seigneur's response one of the old men added would our seigneur be pleased to wet the maypole before he blackens it with these words he handed the seigneur a gun and a glass of brandy we will wet it together my friends said monsieur d'aberville making a sign to jose who at once hastened forward with a tray containing four glasses of the same cordial fluid then the seigneur rose touched glasses with the four delegates swallowed at a draught their brandy which he pronounced excellent took up the gun and started for the door followed by all that were in the room as soon as he appeared on the threshold a young man clambered up the maypole with the nimbleness of a squirrel gave three twirls to the weathercock and shouted long live the king long live the seigneur d'aberville and the crowd yelled after him with all the vigor of their lungs long live the king long live the seigneur d'aberville 
meanwhile the young man had clambered down again cutting off with his tomahawk as he descended all the pegs of the maypole thereupon the seigneur proceeded to blacken the maypole by firing at it a blank charge from his musket the other members of the family followed his example in the order of their rank the ladies firing as well as the men then followed a rattling feu de joie which lasted a good half hour one might have fancied the manor-house was besieged by a hostile army the maypole so white before suddenly seemed to have been painted black so zealous were all to do it honour indeed the more powder one could burn on this occasion the greater the compliment to him for whom the maypole was erected as every pleasure comes to an end monsieur d'haberville seized a moment when the firing appeared to slacken a little to invite the crowd in to breakfast there was another rattling discharge by way of temporary farewell to the maypole some splinters of which were now scattered about the ground beneath and every one moved silently into the house the seigneur the ladies and a dozen of the oldest among the leading habitants were seated at a table in the seigneurial dining-room this table was set with the plain dishes wines and coffee which constituted a canadian breakfast among the upper classes there was added also to gratify the guests some excellent brandy and some sugar-cakes in lieu of bread it was no offence to the other guests to be excluded from this table they were proud on the contrary of the compliment paid to their more venerable relations and friends the second table in the adjoining room where uncle raoul presided was supplied as would have been that of a rich habitant on a similar occasion besides the superfluity of viands already enumerated each guest found beside his plate the inevitable sugar-cake a cruller a tart about five inches in diameter and more rich in paste than in jam and an unlimited supply of brandy there were also some bottles of wine on the table to which nobody paid the least attention to use their own energetic expression it did not scratch the throat enough the wine was placed there chiefly for the women who were occupied in serving the breakfast and who would take their places at the table after the men's departure josepha would take a glass or two of wine without much pressing after she had had her accustomed appetizer over the third table spread in the mighty kitchen presided jules with archie to assist him this was the table for the young men and it was supplied like that of uncle raoul while there was gaiety enough at the first two tables there was at the same time a certain decorum observed but at the third especially toward the end of the repast which lasted far on into the morning there was such a perpetual applause that one could hardly hear himself speak the reader is much deceived if he imagines that the maypole was all this time enjoying repose almost every moment one or other of the guests would get up run out and fire his gun at the maypole and return to his place at the table after this act of courtesy at the beginning of dessert the seigneur accompanied by the ladies visited the second and third tables where they were rapturously received 
a friendly word was on his lips for every one he drank the health of his tenants and his tenants drank to himself and his family to the accompaniment of the reports of twenty muskets which were blazing away outside this ceremony at an end the seigneur returned to his own table where he was induced to sing a little song in the chorus of which all joined oh here's to the hero the hero the hero oh here's to the hero that taught men to dine when joy is at zero at zero at zero when joy is at zero what's solace like wine chorus till he's drunk or quite near it no soldier will shrink but cry shame on the spirit too craven to drink when we taste the rare liquor rare liquor rare liquor when we taste the rare liquor that tickles our throats our hearts they beat quicker beat quicker beat quicker our hearts they beat quicker which clearly denotes chorus that till drunk or quite near it no soldier should shrink but cry shame on the spirit too craven to drink scarcely was this song ended when the sonorous voice of uncle raoul arose oh i am a drinker i for i'm built that way let every man stick to his taste every dog have his day the drinker he frights dull care to flight with a song he serves the jolliest god and he serves him long chorus oh i am a drinker i etc let jose go fighting and put the dutchman to rout but i'll win my laurels at home in the drinking bout chorus oh i am a drinker i etc your turn now young master cried the third table our elders have set us the proper example to follow with all my heart replied jules and he sang the following verses god bacchus throned upon a cask hath bid me love the bell-mouthed flask hath bid me vow these lips of mine shall own no drink but wine chorus but wine boys but wine we'll drain we'll drain the bottles dry and swear the drink divine nor emperor nor king may know the joys that from our bumpers flow the mirth that makes the dullest shine who owns no drink but wine chorus but wine boys but wine etc let wives go knit and sweethearts spin we've wine to drown our troubles in we'll sing the praises of the vine and own no drink but wine chorus but wine boys but wine etc the example once set by the hosts everybody made haste to follow it and song succeeded song with ever-increasing fervor then father chouinard a retired veteran of the french army after two songs which won great applause suggested that it was time to withdraw he thanked the seigneur for his hospitality and proposed to drink his health once again a proposition which was received with loud enthusiasm after this the joyous throng took its departure singing with the accompaniment of musket shots whose echoes thrown back by the bluff appeared to linger reluctantly behind them End of chapter 8